0: This is Casey Forbes, and there's no Sarah. Sarah's on a plane right now from Disney, that little hussy. But I have two co-hosts with me today. First is Cousin Amber. Say hello, Cousin Amber.
1: Hey, y'all.
2: The
0: the myth, the legend, because <laughs> we talk about <laughs> her so much. And we have Husband Derek.
2: Oh, Husband hello, Derek. Hello, everybody.
0: So, y'all, today we are talking about a show that I stumbled upon on Amazon Prime called The Detectives Club. It's set in New Orleans and we. I wanted to do New Orleans because Amber currently lives in New Orleans. Derek worked in New Orleans for a long time. But when it starts up, you feel like maybe it's like a porno starting up with that music. Cause like, it's like a deep saxophone.
1: It, is, it you, is. You got a bunch of
0: older people sitting around this table talking yes. about they're all retired detectives and they're all talking about their cases. The one we're talking about today is called Out of the Darkness. But... Me and Amber have decided to call it the Jump Out Boys,
1: <laughs> and
0: we'll get to that part as to why. So, Amber, what did you think about this? You liked it? Yes. I it thought it was good.
1: It was good, because it basically outlines what I feel on a day-to-day basis just walking around New Orleans, you know? Well, someone got robbed and murdered. <coughs> that's not good.
2: Well, that's a day-to-day what? That's a day-to-day day occurrence. in New Orleans. What?
1: You can be on one street and be in million-dollar homes, and then take a turn on the next block and be in the slums. So
0: you're saying this is not some sort of um, advertisement to come to New Orleans, is what you're
1: saying? Oh, no, definitely come. It's fun. You just got to know where you're going.
0: Yeah, just bring a taser. Yes. Or, or a gun. gun.
1: Or a gun. Okay, well, all right. So
0: this is Season 1, Episode 2. It starts and it tells us this is a series that tells real stories by New Orleans homicide detectives. And y'all know how we know that these are real that these aren't actors, these are real? Because you can't fake that accent. Oh,
1: no, that's yeah, all the
3: way. Yeah. Well, I don't think the general public really knows what we do. Um, I think that they watch TV and they, and they see some of the things we do, but they never really understand who we are. Unfortunately, this job it takes you through a whole lot of ups and downs, a whole lot of emotional roller coasters. Um, I can't even begin to explain... The stress and, and, and everything else that went along with it.
2: 2005 was really a tough year for us.
3: Yeah, it, it was. We had an increase um, in our homicides, and, and we had to work suicides, we had to work on classified deaths, um, and we had to make non fatal shootings that we thought were going to go um, fatal.
0: It Doesn't it sound similar to like uh, New York at all for a second? You don't I think? think? New Jersey, I can't do Jersey. We just watched my cousin Vinny New Jersey. Yeah, you're not was that it?
2: Not even close, babe.
0: Oh gosh, that sounded good to me. So we are discussing the case of Alyssa Kovash. So it's April two thousand and five. It's around four in the morning, and telling the story is Detective Joey Catalinato, and we're gonna call him Detective Cat because that's what everybody calls him. So if I say Detective Cat, that's who I'm talking about. He gets a call at 4 in the morning, and he's told there's a robbery and there's a female that was shot in the head. I don't know about y'all, like, kudos to him for waking up because if I get a call at 4 in the morning, <laughs> I'm going to answer that call around 7, you know what I mean? Like, Same
2: here. Yeah.
0: Including Derek. Derek's phone's rang before at 4 in the morning, and I'm like, who is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Is that your girlfriend calling to tell you good morning?
1: No, us carrier girls love our sleep.
0: Exactly. I would say so. The victim is 20-year-old Alyssa Kovash, and she is still alive, and she is transported to a hospital. The second victim is 28-year-old Stephanie Knight, and she is unharmed. Both girls worked in New Orleans, and they were saving up to go to college, which... People say that. I mean, how do you say that's like $40,000? How many tips you got to get to save up to go to college? You know what I mean? Like,
1: I no, know. Tips are good sometimes.
0: It's okay to be a bartender. You don't have to say I'm saving up to go to college. Just be a bartender and enjoy it. Lord, you probably make more money than I do. And I have a college degree. So Alyssa was originally from Florida and Stephanie was from Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore.
2: Baltimore.
0: Baltimore. More. <laughs> more. I love that the guy from Walker is correcting my Baltimore. I can't say it, Baltimore. Baltimore.
2: Don't don't underestimate us people from Louison Parish. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, Alyssa had come here, by here I mean New Orleans, with some friends, and she loved it so much she stayed. If that were the case, I'd be living in Miami right now. You know what I mean? I went to Miami and I loved it so much, but I had to come back because I didn't have any money. You know what I mean? How do you just stay somewhere?
1: I mean, my place would be Arizona.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. What's the isn't it just desert out there?
1: Uh, have you seen the hot guys? Oh, <laughs> I don't think about oh, that. Yeah, I would stay. There's,
0: now yeah. Now that I'm married, I don't travel and think.
1: There's meat candy everywhere in Arizona. Yes,
0: they just walking through the desert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, next time you go to Arizona, I guess I might have to go with you. <laughs> so, like I said, Stephanie was completely fine outside of just being, you know, shaken up from the robbery. Detective Cat asked her to give him her story.
3: They were both working that night. There were waitresses waiting tables. Normally, after they finished their shift. What time do you work tomorrow?
1: I actually have the day off. Oh, I know.
3: They'd ride a streetcar. Are you jealous? It was a simple ride right down <laughs> St. Charles Avenue. They'd get Sorry. off the streetcar at Robert and walk four blocks.
1: Well, someone has to hold down the four, yeah. <laughs>
3: On this particular night, for whatever reason, they decided to call a cab. Both of them had got a beer to go from the restaurant. They get a cab ride down to Robert and St. Charles. And they begin to walk.
0: So Stephanie explains that Alyssa and she were walking home from work. It was late at night. They worked at a bar together. Normally they'd ride a streetcar, but tonight they decided to share a cab. And they did what my husband would do anytime he's about to leave. They grabbed a beer for the road. That is true. He does not drink and drive. The cab dropped them off. And this is what I don't understand. Okay, so...
1: Same. I know exactly what you're about to
0: say. The streetcar, I get it. It's going up St. Charles. The closest it can get you to your home is four blocks away. What the hell? Why did the cab didn't bring them straight to their house?
1: That was my first thought.
0: It's like, it's just like, why does she say, oh, this is normally where the streetcar drops us off. We'll go and walk four blocks at four in the morning. Why didn't the cab just bring her straight to her house?
2: That is a good question.
0: It makes no sense. But Not anyway, so where they live is, it's a very nice neighborhood. Do you know where this is? Yes. And it is like a... It's actually very nice. Well, I remember here in Chapatulas. And isn't that where where you lived? Isn't that where the Howlin' Wolf? No,
1: that was uh, South Peter's.
0: Okay, don't ask me for directions. Where's Chapatulas? Or we would get off at Chapatulas, huh? Yes. Okay.
1: So I lived in the warehouse district, but this is way uptown.
0: Because the first time I came to your house, whenever that was, it said, get off at Chapatulas. And I didn't realize that's how Chapatulas was spelled. So I passed (laughs) it up seven times. And you went
1: over the river? Yeah, and I'm like,
0: (laughs) I don't see anything that starts with a C. Oh, it starts with a T. It's a crazy spelling word. Stephanie explains. So the cab drops them off close to their homes. It's a pretty well-to-do neighborhood. At some point, Stephanie asks Alyssa if she could hold her purse to light a cigarette. So Alyssa's standing there. She's holding two purses. You've got Stephanie, who's smoking it up they're both approached by two men and they're asked where chapatula street is and one of the men is described as a stocky black male and he demands their purses Alyssa fought with the man and all i could picture was like my mother my mother would be like do you 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 know what kind of purse this is this (laughs) is a brahmin no you can have my wallet okay that's a cheap one i got from target not the purse my mom would beat him with that purse. Like, there ain't no way yeah. she's giving up that Brahmin purse. So when she refused, he pulled out a gun and he shot her in the head.
3: He's able to get one purse as he goes to flee. That wasn't good enough. He comes back and rips the other purse off Alyssa's arm.
0: Now he took off running, but then he decided one purse wasn't enough. So he came back and he ripped the per- the second purse off of Alyssa's arm And went and jumped in a vehicle and they left. So the detectives are sitting around a table and they're just like... Well, why would they shoot Alyssa, but not shoot Stephanie? It makes no sense. But Stephanie was screaming at like the top of her lungs. And like I said, this is a well-to-do area. So the assumption is, is that they were worried that somebody, they would create a scene and it would catch someone's attention. So they panicked and they left.
1: Plus, I've already heard the first gunshot. Right.
0: At this, I didn't think that was weird at all. I mean, once he shot her, he probably was in full-blown panic mode and just took off running. So we learn from Stephanie there was a vehicle. It was a dark SUV that drove by right before the incident occurred. There was also a second man involved. He was a taller and thinner man than the shooter. So we got to just picture it number 10. Okay, we got the tall skinny one and we got the short stocky zero. Okay, Alyssa was in a coma. Detective Cat says... This got to him because he has two daughters and Alyssa has a younger sister. He just couldn't imagine his youngest daughter having to see her older sister on life support. Meanwhile, in Fort Myers, Florida, a family is awakened by a phone call that no one ever wants to get. And we meet Alyssa's mom. And Derek, what did you say about Alyssa's mom, Gina?
2: About her smoker's face?
0: I'm not. It, it's not funny. No, it's not. Cause given, but that's the first thing he says. Like, you know what? You can tell she smokes a lot of cigarettes.
2: <laughs> all you gotta do is look at her face.
0: I thought she was a pretty lady. I couldn't tell.
1: I thought she looked well to do.
0: Given well, and given what she's been through, but yes, I'm yeah. I'm like, why? Why we see Florida and all they show are trailers? Did you notice that?
2: I think there's a I lot of trailers in that. Florida.
0: That's all. they were showing a trailer park, so I get—I don't know what reason they would have for that, but—but
2: but I can tell you, Florida doesn't have as many trailer parks as LP does. So. Just saying no. Thank you. <know. laughs> I, <think you're> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they called it a trailer house. <laughs> like, <laughs> a trailer house—that's <laughs> an oxymoron, isn't yeah. it? Not. Yeah. So Gina tells us she answers the phone. That's Alyssa's mama. And she says, she's just told you need to get to this hospital. It's an eight hour drive. So we're four hours into the case and Detective Kat, he sat with Alyssa for a while. And I th- did you get the impression he like knew she was... Yeah. Yeah. They were basically keeping her alive for the family to get there. Yeah. So I I can't imagine that drive. I mean, it's an eight hour drive. You don't know what's going on. They didn't give any, they didn't tell them what happened. They just said, you need to get to this hospital ASAP. They drive in. Detective Cat meets Alyssa's mom, her dad and her sister. And he tells us that before they got there, he overheard a doctor tell a nurse.
3: Uh, And saying, listen, I want you to go in there and clean up Alyssa best you can so her little sister can come see her.
0: Y'all need to get her cleaned up for when they come in. Gina explains that she talked to her daughter every day and she tried and tried to get her to come back to Florida, but she just loved New Orleans so much. Once her family arrived, it was clear there was no brain activity. And the decision was ultimately made to remove her from life support, which I have so much respect for that because, you know, I I couldn't imagine being in that position, have to make that call. But when she said, I've gone through a lot of heartache, but I have to tell you what, when you have to hold your daughter's hand and you know she's dying.
3: I love you, sweetheart.
0: That's the worst. That is by far the worst. <laughs> yeah. The way the mom described it, she's like, you know, I had to hold her hand as I watched the life leave her body, like knowing that she's dying. But that was the brave thing to do. Mm-hmm. I just, man, I hope I never have to be in that situation. Detective Cat told Gina... And it, it's a promise he's never made to anyone else. He said, I promise I will figure out who did this and they will get justice. So they get to work and we learn that this happened in a low crime area, but they can't find any witnesses. There's no one can will tell them anything. So I have this question, though. So where they live, could you go a couple blocks and it be a higher crime area or is that? Yes. That Hoyas? is OK. So just the particular street they were walking down was was safe. Correct. But, I mean, a couple streets over may have not been. They were never able to find the cab driver, which is, it's neither here nor there, ultimately. But, I mean, it is kind of strange. The community wanted the crime solved, and the original reward that was posted by Crime Stoppers was $5,000. But an anonymous donor added $25,000 to that.
1: I would love to know who that anonymous donor is. I don't know.
0: Was it her family? Was it? I don't know. Somebody, never say. just somebody
2: in the community, probably. And then someone went, That it's- part right there <laughs> is very high class, so. Yeah.
0: Well, now I want to go drive through it. I want you've to never see.
2: Been, you've never been on St. Charles Street?
0: No, because you've never taken me.
2: <laughs> I have. I mean, it's. I mean, for for when we worked (laughs) down there, because we used to work down there a lot, so we used to drive through there and it's very upscale.
0: Did they say, get out of here, blue collared worker? Go on.
1: Next time y'all come to visit, we'll have to go drive by this particular.
0: Sure will.
1: Robert Street.
0: A few days into the investigation, there was a victim of an auto theft. And this is where this just gets this is where criminals are dumb. They are. They really yeah. are. They're destined to get caught. So this man's car was stolen. It was returned, and as he looked in it, there was a bunch of purses scattered in the back, and in one of them was Alyssa's ID. So they turned this car in to the police. There's no DNA. It, it's a dead end. Then I guess somebody got hold of this thirty thousand dollar reward and said, "Y'all need to look into Darnell." Mm-hmm. So they got a call. Yeah. Uh, Detective Kat said he felt like this tip was legit. So in comes, we need the, the uh, what, what We need
2: the intro for bad boys. I
1: was going to say that.
2: Because mm-hmm. it's all I could think of when they bad introduced boys,
1: them. Bad boys. Then we
0: meet Officer Ernest Luster. I was and was Lust, after
1: him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. He is a New Orleans PD task mem- officer member. And basically his job is he and his partner.
3: Most task force. Uh, units throughout the city—they call them jump out boys—and the reason that that name stuck is because guys would jump out of the car, you know, to engage in any type of activity that may be taking place. But if you were really good, then you got a nickname specifically assigned to your unit. So, me and my partner at the time—they referred to one of us as big and the other one as black. They saw Big and Black coming. They knew we were coming to do some work and uh, put somebody in jail for committing a crime.
0: And he called himself Big and Black because that's yep. the names they were assigned. That
2: was their names. That was their street names, Big and Black.
0: Oh, he had an Idris Elba vibe to him. I don't know. He was very, he was good looking. But they go out and they hit the streets. So they're called the Jump Out Boys. Yes. Amber. Amber and I decided... Um, I just had a thought. So they're called the jump out boys because when they see where they're going, you know, they jump out their car. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, like, what if Amber and I were assigned to this duty? So let's break it down here. So we're assigned. We're on whatever street. And we see a guy that we know is like little toad or something like that. You know what I mean? We got to bring a little toad in and we see him. So the first rule is, is that one person stays in the car and the other person jumps out and goes and gets them. Well, let's just say for shits and giggles, little toad decides to take off running. Amber and I would spend the first 30 seconds arguing about who's going to stay in the car. Pretty much. And he gets half a mile away, so we drive up and catch up with him. Then it's decided that I'll jump out and go get him. But then we spend 30 seconds playing ping pong with the locks. You know, click, click. (laughs) And after I scream at Amber and say, quit freaking hitting the log, I got it. He's half a mile up the road, so we catch up to him. And that's when we get the name, the Rollout Girls. Because Roll I finally kicked the door open, Melissa McCarthy style. And let, let's
1: just say, we're not getting out of that car very fast. No, we're we just rolling out,
0: flop out that car. Yes. And then Amber follows with me, going about two miles an hour, as I huff and puff down the road to catch <laughs> this guy who's done stopped at circle k and got him a gatorade in the meantime and then we just mutually decide the best thing to do is just run him over yeah. you know just click boom we don't condone any sort of police violence but you know that's how that would go down don't you think
1: yes absolutely
0: that was the vision i saw but no not with officer uh luster he got out and ran he jumped out he got and all
1: hot
2: and sweaty put his
0: aviators on and just ran. Sorry,
2: Derek. While bad boys was playing in the background.
0: What you talking about? I don't see you jumping out of a car either. I
2: ain't got no reason to jump out of a <laughs> car. I hear it.
0: Derek, Taser! <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't wear my good running shoes today. <laughs>
2: like, I can't chase this son bitch and flip flops. I'm just going to shoot you.
0: <laughs> you like throw your radio at him? <laughs> 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 he trips and falls.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: So, Ernest. This is why I asked you that question about if you could walk a couple blocks and it not be good. Officer Ernest returns to near where the crime occurred, and they spot a man who was fidgety and nervous, and it was Darnell. Of course, Darnell takes off running, but he ain't out running Big and Black. You know what I mean? Mm. So, Darnell obviously is caught and five days—five days into the investigation. Darnell was dark-complected and short and stocky. He looked like the zero from the number 10. It -hmm. could be him. He stayed very quiet. And there was no evidence that Darnell had anything to do with this. There was just a tip. So Detective Cat didn't push too hard. And he found out that Darnell actually had a warrant in Jefferson Parish. So he said, you know, time's on my side. He said, y'all take him," And he went to Jefferson Parish jail. They never say what the warrant was for, though. I wish I knew.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't you? (laughs) It's Probably like a bunch of unpaid parking tickets or something. Something stupid. Next, um, a tip is given regarding a man named Marcus Pleasant. He walks with a limp, so they call him Crip.
2: That's mean. What, calling him Crip? I mean, that's what a lot of people do. They call people (laughs) that limp around. Either you call them limpy or gimpy or... Men are mean. Crimpy, I mean. Crimpy. That's (laughs) that's what we do, I mean.
1: Crimpy
0: is what I'd call someone who's trying to do that crap with their hair from the 80s. Crimpy. (laughs) Officer Ernest gets the call they pick him up and they bring him in, bring him in and immediately Marcus admits that he was driving the car the night Alyssa was shot. What a break, huh? Mm-hmm. You just put out there, hey, we'll give you $30,000 and people yeah. flip quick, huh?
2: Oh, they were all over in a heartbeat.
0: But he says he didn't shoot her and he says Darnell Gilmore, who is now in Jefferson Parish Jail, is the one who actually shot her. He says they were just driving down the road and happened to spot two girls walking down the street. And Darnell suggested robbing them because, you know, you could ask him for their number, you know, yeah. ask wow. him if they'd like to get a drink sometime. No, he wanted her purse. Yep. It always goes over well. Marcus says that there was a third driver that night and the only name they knew to go by was Little Red, but he didn't know his real name. He was friends with Darnell. Marcus tells police it was Darnell who actually, in fact, shot Alyssa. So that's one person saying that it was Darnell. So we're now seven days into the case, and Darnell, who is in the Jefferson Parish Jail, is brought into an interrogation room. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. I was there. I robbed them, but it was Little Red. Now, I'm like, "Where? what the hell is Little Red's name for? Like, I, you give us a nickname, and then you don't explain it. I want exactly. to know. Anyway. So Officer Ernest, who wasn't familiar with this person, started canvassing the area. And finally, word comes in that Little Red hangs out on a particular street. And they found him. Little Red's real name is Ahmad Hill. Ahmad admitted that he was there that night, but he immediately asked for an attorney. So that's fairly smart, Ahmad. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's
2: the he's smartest all the one that done criminal it. on the show. Uh, and he show.
0: and he's gonna ultimately that that comes back and helps him. So y'all just hang tight. So Detective Cat is still sitting there, and he starts filling out his paperwork. And Ahmad goes, <clears throat> "What you doing?" And he says, Oh well, you're about to be booked for murder. And he's like, Murder. I didn't murder anybody. And he said, Well, you just admitted to it, basically. And he and he said, No, it was Darnell that murdered that girl that night. So now we have two people saying that it was Darnell that murdered her that night. I just can't get over how quick this all came together. It's it's crazy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Especially when they were saying in the beginning, like they were having like twenty two caseloads per person. And yeah.
2: And you got to think about that. That was right before Katrina. Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Yeah, this big crime spree, and then Katrina comes through, and then it's just pure chaos after that. Yeah.
0: So at this point, and I love my wording on this, I wasn't even thinking about it. Both Marcus and Ahmad fingered Darnell as the shooter. And then, if you remember from the interview, it was Stephanie who said, the shorter, stockier guy is the one who actually pulled the trigger. That's yeah.
1: three people now saying that
0: fingered him and said it was him. Detective Cat and a fellow detective, Guillory, flew to Baltimore because they just wanted to tie up some loose ends. And immediately, Stephanie ID'd Darnell as the shooter. Alyssa was murdered in April of 2005. In August of 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit. If you're not familiar with Hurricane Katrina, I don't know what rock you've been living under. <laughs> yeah. It was pro- probably one of the worst, well, it was the worst flood in New Orleans. I mean, a dam broke. And it flooded the city, and there were a lot of lives lost. It was a huge deal. I mean, how long was it shut down for? Was the city shut down oh, for?
2: It, it took, I mean. At least six months, I think. Yeah, like. it took forever. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time.
0: Yeah, it was before nasty. Before they would even
2: let people back in there to start cleaning up.
0: So the trial did not happen until August 11th of 2009. So it took four wow. years for them to take these three men to trial. Ahmad Hill went to trial first. He was found not guilty after a judge tossed out his confession because the truth is he had asked for an attorney. One was not provided. He didn't. I, th- I think once you ask for an attorney, if they want to give a statement after the fact without an attorney, they have to say, I understand that I asked for an attorney, but I'm telling you, I'm going to give you this confession without an attorney present. Like it's a big to do. You can't just. So without that confession, they couldn't find him guilty. One and a half years later... Um, Marcus Pleasant was found guilty of second degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. And it took two trials for Darnell Gilmore. And they don't go into as to why it took two trials. But he was also convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Kudos to Miss Stephanie Knight because she testified. I mean, this is five, six years later. She came to every trial and testified wherever she was needed. So the saddest part to me of all of this, Alyssa's dad ended up committing suicide.
1: Yeah, I got chills
0: when I heard that part. That poor, and, and you over here talking about her smoking face. I guess she does smoke.
2: Yeah, I guess she does.
0: I'd be needing to smoke me some. I'd
2: be I'd be smoking and drinking. You know, she lost lot. her
0: daughter, and then soon after that, she lost her husband. This, this woman has been, been through, through hell and back. I mean, it's just absolutely horrible. And even more sad. Alyssa had probably about $3 in her handbag. It's really hurtful when you find out your daughter died for three dollars. Really hard. There was only three dollars in Alyssa's purse that night, which I that's, find
1: very yeah, that's weird crazy. because that she was a just gotten off of work.
2: Yeah, she should have. She her was tips. a
1: bartender. She should. They were. They literally show them counting out their tips <laughs> right on the show. Well, yeah, I mean, production they, they, they put it together.
2: Took- Took what money he could have just grabbed some out the purse and stuck it in his pocket too, and just threw the yeah. wallet back in there. You yeah. know, yeah, and that's $3. what was left.
3: Yeah,
0: that was. I mean, it's sad. So the thing I like about this show the most is that, and we don't really go into detail about it, but it shows these detect these retired detectives mm-hmm. with their strong Yat accents <laughs> sitting around a sitting around a table and just given like background stories. Yeah, about their experiences with this, and so. One of the things we learn is that, like, for this case, there was no biological evidence that solved this case. It was 100 percent crime stoppers, people calling in tips, Mm -hmm. you know, and them confronting these people and they confessing to these murders. So that's why it's important that if you know something, you report it. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was a good I really like the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it if I like the good.
0: jazzy music around it, but and then they're <laughs> well, sitting I mean, at this bizarre. Uh, yeah, they're just like <laughs> house. It's
2: just one of the mold houses in New Orleans. I mean, I know it's
0: just there's other houses in New Orleans besides.
1: <laughs> I will say, I didn't. Particularly like the
2: cheesy Mardi Gras. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why TV we get it. has portrayed everything in New Orleans yeah. around Mardi Gras. We I start mean, with not, the
0: Saints go marching in. Yeah,
2: and then <laughs> let's put all the Mardi Gras beads and mask and stuff everywhere. Like, man, come on, yeah, now I got to do all that
0: in case y'all forget where we are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you notice that they even made them wear like purple, green, and gold ties?
0: I, I didn't, didn't even pay attention I didn't to, that. Pay attention to that either. I thought it was pretty, though. Very pretty. Yeah. So, were you going to join us again when we do another? We should do another yes. one from this series. I didn't watch okay. all of it. We'll have to how, do many,
2: how many episodes are supposed to be in this series? There were
1: six.
0: Was six. it six? What was the other one you looked at that you liked?
1: I watched it, and it was okay. And then I watched this one, and I was like, oh, no. This is way better. Way better I don't remember what it was.
0: It well, must have not been that good if you don't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the one that you, me, and Sarah are supposed to do?
0: Nick and Addie, yes. which is that's the big one. We'll have to bring um, we'll have to bring Derek in on. He could be our fourth person that's, for that yes. one.
2: That's gonna be a good one.
0: That one is just so. I talked last week about how everything makes me gag, and I'm scared I'm gonna start gagging.
2: Well, I think, talking about that one. I think before do the podcast on that, we should take a little trip to New Orleans. Yes, and go see the apartment since
0: that was the Arthur that that I talked about, who I gave know. us the suggestion. She go, said that
2: you can take a tour of that apartment. Why would happens. we want to do that? I want to do that. I want to do it. Y'all are weird. I you know. can stay
1: outside. Me and Derek will go yeah. do it. Like if I see
0: one speck of blood, I mean, I'm it's, be like, it's, <laughs> it's
2: cool because because the bottom floor is a voodoo shop, yeah. and then the second floor is the apartment where it happens. I
0: don't know if I could move above a voodoo shop.
2: I could. Why? I wouldn't bother me.
0: Every day uh, you come. Every day you come home and and and. You got Mama Voodoo in the front I saying, know, but
1: they ward off the evil spirits,
0: they didn't ward it off at of that place.
2: Wow. Well, I don't think they were there yet
0: because this ha- that happened right around the same time that, that this happened
2: after Katrina. I think
0: no, it was no, it during happened. Katrina, right. it was
2: during Katrina, during Katrina. Goes, during Katrina that's right,
0: or it might have been in the house. like when yeah. things were coming back, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a
1: creepy one. Mm-hmm. That's going to oh be Oh, my good one. God. That'll be a good one.
0: Sarah, we could have done that one this weekend, but I wanted, because Sarah had done that one. She was yes. going to do that one. I said no. We'll wait till you get back from your vacation.
2: That'll be yeah, a good one. her first.
1: second Disney vacation for this <laughs> year.
0: <laughs> what? That's probably like her fourth.
2: That's her second one in like two months. She's
0: going to oh, turn oh, yeah. into a mouse the next time we see her. Just mouse. Little ears start popping out, and her hands are going to start... Turning white with the gloves.
2: <laughs> have a little black like, pointed tail.
0: Yeah, lucky duck. Last week she said that she couldn't imagine this. This guy had pulled out four thousand dollars to take his family of four there, and she's like, "I just don't believe you know she could do that with four thousand dollars." I said, "It's more than that," and she said, "Yeah, we're gonna have like six people. We gonna you got gonna, to look? You gonna have to pick uh, one. You have to pick one of your kids to leave behind." <laughs>
2: Don't put me in that spot. Uh-uh. <laughs> I ain't even going down you that You could road. be
0: like, Leela. Nope. nope. I heard your mama was going camping. <laughs> nope.
2: I ain't even doing that.
0: Because if I left Cannon, Lord, I'd never hear to the end oh, of that.
2: Oh, yeah. If we left any of them, we'd never hear to the end of that. I'd be on day. my
0: deathbed, and he would go. Remember that time y'all went to Disney and didn't take me?
2: <laughs> all, all I can say is you better get a better job.
0: Me?
1: <laughs> you better check yourself. <laughs>
0: Well, thank y'all for joining me. It was yep. a it, it was a quick fun. one. Yeah, it was that was a quick a one. We're gonna, We're gonna do it. We're gonna do some more in the future. Yeah, because we are at Envision Studio. We're right here in Denham. So, uh... oh, until next time, thank y'all again for joining us. Yeah, uh, this was Had fun. fun. That was good. All right, we'll see y'all later.
2: Bye. Bye, everybody.